Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome again to the Twin Steeples podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Our devotion for consideration today is from Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 4. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. For if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. It's hard for us to imagine that authorities today that exist are appointed by God, as Romans 13 says. It must have been hard for the Romans in Paul's day to hear this as well, knowing that the various Caesars and the various leaders in those days were very corrupt, very sinful, and very power-hungry. How can we prove from God's word, from God himself, that the authorities are appointed by God in the world today? If you look back at Daniel and his visions from the book of Daniel, we can see proof of the prophecies that he gives in the latter part of the chapters of Daniel. We see the rise to four different world empires and the fall of those empires as well. The book of Revelation also speaks about these things having taken place. As we recognize these empires rising and falling, They were prophesied, they were predicted by the Lord to remind God's people that he was always in control of all things. What would be the reasons that God would allow evil empires to exist, tyrant leaders to continue to exercise their sinful will? Many times the Lord allows bad things to happen to good people to remind them who is in control. Many times the Lord allows evil in the world to take place to remind one another of the goodness of God, of the mercy and of the grace. Think of your own life. God has allowed you to fall into various different kinds of sin. We're no no better when it comes to God's standards of perfection than even the worst of sinners from the world's standpoint. Yet God continues to remind us that he is merciful, that he sent his son to the world to redeem the world from all its sin, of all people, of all time. That's why we remember from John 3.16 that God so loved the world. And that's ultimately the reason why we can see that God allows and appoints the different authorities in the world. In his own grand understanding, in his omniscience and all-knowing of even what our hearts need, as we talked about this past weekend as Jesus being our good shepherd, he desires everyone in the world to be saved. We learn this from 1 Timothy chapter 2. And they come to the knowledge of the truth about God and his word, to come to the knowledge of the truth about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. Sometimes it's hard to get another person's attention, especially when they're caught up in different kinds of sin. And at times the Lord will use our sin, our weaknesses, our failures, our miseries, our sorrows, to seek him out, to look to him in prayer, and to rejoice in him in delivering us from all of our sorrows, and even from death itself. We look to our Savior 
to remember that he is the leader of all things, who has risen from the dead and sits at God's right hand, ruling in that authoritative role, allowing empires to rise and fall, and to remind all the world that he is the Lord of all. It is a joy, it is a comfort to know that our Lord holds all things in his hands, and that he holds us, his precious lambs as well, and sacrifices very blood to give us the victory and the promise of our eternal life with him in his kingdom forever. May this be our reasons to rejoice again today, even in the midst of authorities that are corrupt, even in the midst of authorities that do not follow the way of the Lord. The first two psalms remind us of this truth, that no one can stand against the Lord. So let us be planted in the waters of God's living words now and forever. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Heavenly Father, hear our prayers as we look to you to be the authoritative voice in our life. Help us never to be afraid, but know that you are with us, ever leading, guiding, and blessing us throughout all of our days, until you come to take us home to be with you in your kingdom forever. We praise your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. As far as some weekly updates and reminders, just a reminder tonight, Wednesday, this is August 25th. We will be continuing on our Wednesday evening online Bible class. We're looking at some of the comparative faiths there, so do check us out online. There will be no online Bible class next week as we will be having our congregational meeting, the first of two or maybe three. Uh, bulletin announcement this weekend will read, At our July 19th, 2021 voters meeting, a letter from the manual faculty was shared with a desire to revisit the current manual school singing policy, in particular allowing non-members to join in singing for school-led worship and ministry opportunities, for example, caroling in nursing homes and swing, singing at graduation. A letter from Pastor Nauman was presented providing perspective on the current choir policy. It was moved and carried at the July voters meeting to have the faculty, board of deacons, board of education, and pastors coordinate three open congregational meetings prior to the next quarterly meeting in October on the topic of Emmanuel's student singing policy. The purpose of these meetings are to provide information, allow for conversation, and work toward alignment on the topic as the policy is planned to be revisited at the October voters meeting. Dates for these meetings have been set beginning on Wednesday, September 1st at 7 p.m. for more, no more than 90 minutes in the church basement. To prepare attendees for the, the meetings, the following resources can be found attached and will be in the emails this weekend as well. History around Emmanuel School Singing Policy, Emmanuel Faculty Letter, and Pastor Nauman's Letter. Please review these resources in advance before the first meeting. In order to encourage more open discussion, the committee has decided the meetings won't be live-streamed or recorded. The agenda for the first meeting will be focused on providing information and gain, gaining shared understanding as is as follows. A summary of concerns of both sides, including a brief history of the discussion at Emmanuel, breakout discussion with small groups followed by a larger regroup, and questions and comments at the end that will help us focus on the second meeting. During subsequent meetings, the focus will be diving deeper into areas of question and concern as well as working toward alignment as a congregation on the topic. Look for more information on that this weekend in the bulletin and plan for that meeting next Wednesday, September 1st at 7 p.m. in the church basement. This Friday at 6.30, we continue with our men's breakfast on study of the Gospel of Matthew. Also, as we've reported before, the Sanctuary Narthex is complete. A little update from the Sanctuary Improvement Committee. The sick is sick committee is not presenting is not presently pursuing any further updates to the sanctuary beyond the carpet and the pew cushioning. We recommend giving priority to the major structural maintenance needs reported by the Board of Property at this time. 
Uh, this past August 21st, we had our Outdoor Adventure Day, one of our quarterly ones or monthly ones that we're looking and planning on doing. We had Incredible up at St. Peter. We had about 20 show up, adults and children. We had a really fun day of playing, a morning playing those uh, softball games, that Incredible there. So look for our next event, hopefully coming up soon for our Adventure Days here at Emmanuel. August 23rd, this past Monday, we had our first day of school at ILS. So far, everything's going very smoothly, and we give thanks for our full staff, all the work they've put into it, and also the parents and students that have been supporting the school and been coming promptly, and everything seems to be going well so far. Praise the Lord. Our weekend Sunday school Bible classes will begin on September 19th, which we also plan to have our Sunday school installation at that time. Please stay tuned for more information. Also, the last weekend of September, early October, September 30th, 30th to October 3rd, is the Men's Man Up Retreat in Wyalusing, Wisconsin. That can be found for more information, manup.clclutheran.org. On our prayer list, we continue to keep uh, Mark Stelter and his upcoming surgery on Thursday for his back in our prayers and his recovery. Brad Hagen, who continues to be up in the cities in the Coon Rapids area, struggling with a various degrees of health problems and looking ahead to a surgery and his gallbladder removal. We pray also for Steve Growth with his continued concerns for his eyesight. Sue Heisey asks prayers of thanksgiving and has really shown a miraculous improvement and so we pray for her and her continuous heart concerns that we have there. We keep in our prayers Marie Meyer, sister of Grace Schreier who has that cancer battle in Red Wing and also for little Lila Schaller and little Addie Nauman and their ongoing growth as being early preemies. They're both doing well, and even in the midst of a few complications here and there, the Lord continues to be with them and bless them. We also want to thank the Lord for the rain that he's provided once again here in the Mankato area. We pray that the Lord would please send more uh, as we've had a very dry summer. This brings us to our doctrine of the day. We've started a very short series on the fourth commandment. We've been working our way through the commandments recently, and in this series question on the fourth commandment, I want to ask why does God want us to honor our parents and superiors? This does fall in line with our devotion from earlier on. We talked about how God does display that authority in our life through our governments and so forth, but why does God want us to honor them? I think that's a difficult question that the catechism ask in a variety of ways. Ultimately, we honor them because the Lord has placed them in authority over them. There might be different times where we don't always agree with police, law enforcement, the the medical technicians, the ambulance or fire department, all the service people of our communities. There might be times we don't always agree with their decisions, but we honor and respect them because of the place and position that they're in in order to serve us. I would say the same thing would be true for what the Lord expects us to honor our governments and our leaders, whoever they might be, the community servants that we just talked about, our parents as well. We might not always agree with their decisions. They might even make sinful decisions, but we can honor and respect them in the way that God has appointed them. And so ultimately that honor leads to us praying for them. We want to pray for those so that they would make God-pleasing decisions. We want to pray for our parents, our governments, our superiors, all those servants of our communities, so that they would lead God-pleasing lives, be good examples, and continue to serve us in a God-fearing way. And in that way, we will be blessed as children, as community citizens, as citizens of our country. 
because the Lord will bless them through those God-pleasing, wise decisions they make in accordance with God's word. That's ultimately why God wants us to honor them, to pray for them, and to encourage them to make good, God-pleasing decisions, and to not complain or react in a non-God-pleasing way when they disobey God's word, which they will all do from time to time at sinful people. And so we pray the Lord would discipline them, correct them, and encourage them in the way that they should go, so that we too would be blessed by that in this short life here on this earth. Ultimately knowing that the blessing comes from our Lord Jesus, who continues to live and move among us and carry out his will through us, so that the world would continue to rejoice in him as our Lord and Savior. May the Lord bless you also with this difficult task of honoring those who are put in position to help lead and direct and protect us, and so that we'd honor, show, always show that honor and respect that is due to those who serve us in these ways that the Lord has placed them to do. This brings us to our hymn of the day. I thought it would be fitting to do a nation prayer. This hymn is actually based on Romans 13, those first verses there. Lord, while for all mankind we pray. We'll be reading the five short verses here for our closing. Lord, while for all mankind we pray of every clime and coast, climate and coast, O oh, hear us for our native land, the land we love the most. O oh, guard our shores from every foe with peace and borders bless. With prosperous times our cities crown our fields with plenteousness. Unite us in the sacred love of knowledge, truth, and thee, and let our hills and valleys shout the songs of liberty. Here may thy gospel, pure and mild, smile on our Sabbath hours, and piety and virtue bless our Father's home and ours. Lord of the nations, thus to thee our country we commend. Be thou her refuge and her trust, her everlasting friend. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. And may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.